Oh, yes. Episode 11. It's Rosetta. Yeah, it's kind of a filler, but it's okay. Burnham's afraid. Adira references Captain Pike. Bull dresses like Kanye West for some reason. We're bringing all that down. And plus, Jake Giles is back. We're going live after the jump. This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, yes. Jump complete. Captain on the bridge. What's going on, Captain John? Yeah. Hello, Mr. XO. It is number one, Flopito Boyce. Mr. Boyce. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you fly in the craft while I just sit back and enjoy the ride. (laughs) Yes, we are, man. On the USS Post Show. You know, we're talking about Discovery, episode 11 of season four. But after this, Picard is getting some love on the internet thingy. True or not? You know, uh, Weber Internet Thingy on Facebook. You can find us there. You can also find us on YouTube. And uh, yes, Picard Season 2. You and I discussed this. Were we going to do a recap and review show for it? Were we going to to have anything going on for Picard Season 2? Or as we like to call it, Picarder. <laughs> Puns. Yeah, baby. And uh, and you, you're a free man. You you can go wherever you I want. I hope so. I mean, four hundred years of oppression. I hope I'm free. <laughs> That's what? a weird I'm, thing for I'm me to say. I'm sorry. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you, you. You have options, is what I'm saying. I, I don't. The hype got me. The hype got me. It, it basically said. Season two of Picard going to be a lot better than season one. You're probably going to dig this. It's going to be some Terra Prime hijinks. Going to be a lot of seven of nine. You're going to see some good stuff. And so, yeah, they got me and I'm in. So we're doing a recap and review show of Picard season two, Picarder. And that'll happen over at Weber Internet Thingy, YouTube and Facebook. T minus 60 minutes from now. If you're watching this live, if you know the audio version, check out Weber Internet Thingy. But we're not about that. We're talking about Rosetta. But of course, we're not alone. You had to bring in the big guns for this one. My guest in this episode, and I have a very tumultuous relationship because he sends me memes back and forth and things I don't know what to say about Star Trek because I'm a total new about it, but I don't hate him for it. <gasps> Please welcome from the Elmer Millennials podcast and many other things, my favorite Midwestern hillbilly hick, Jake Giles. How's it going, sir? Jake Giles! You talking about these guns, Flobo? These guns? Oh, yeah, man. The gun show is always <laughs> open. Mm, the big guns. Ugh, heavens. Why What's are you up, guys baby? packing such small calibers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Hey, it, now, John, we all know it's it, it's not the size. It's the it's the shot group. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, let's... Uh, so, Rosetta, we're at the penultimate to the penultimate episode of this oh, season, yeah. and it's kind of a filler episode doesn't mean some things that happened that was fun. Jake, let me start with you. What you seeing today, this week, how you feeling the season so far? How did you think this episode this week? Uh, I really liked the episode. 
what I've seen of it so far. Like I, like I said before we came on, I only got through about 38 minutes of it because it's been a long week. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of work, man. You know, I mean, the captain sent me, told me that I had to take all of my leave time. And, you know, he said I had to go to Rice and enjoy it. But I decided to go on a uh, on an archaeological dig in the Bajor system and work myself to death. Damn you, Vash! <laughs> we <laughs> always pulling in the boys, that Vash. <laughs> but the uh, but no, I really liked it. Um, does Michael have the worst luck with men, or what? Um, honey child, I tell you, she showed her how to pick them. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what, happy relationships do not make for a good Star Trek. We find that out not only in this series, but in Picard as well. A little teaser there. Yes. Uh, uh, Relationship drama is standard, though not without its hope, right? The the man crush between Q and Picard has never been anything easy. Uh, before I get to your your opinions about the episode, John, Craig Robinson's in the chat. He's like, hey, guys, what a complete waste of an episode. And I... Ah. Ah. I actually inclined to agree. It was kind of fun uh, to see that excursion, but I felt like that should have been a B plot elsewhere. But that to be, and I mean, to me, the, the, the mission, the away mission was kind mm-hmm. of stretched thin. Because again, that, well, about TOS we love so much, at least I do, is when the crew goes down on some planet, backdrop, stage set, soundstage, and does some stuff. And that's what we got here. But it doesn't feel like it was kind of stretched out. John, thoughts about the episode? Yeah, I, I can't really argue with the sense of it being stretched out. I can say that I like how they did that because, um, as I've said, I see this season of Discovery, season four, as being so much about alien, alienness, strangeness, and uh, it, it, it's what you don't see coming. It's what you don't know is going to happen that really creates the story. So we got a lot of that here. We are in a different universe. We are dealing with life forms. We have no idea how they communicate, no idea what they are, this species 10C. This did get us closer to that, but it's very funny how in the episode you have a lot of people, including Ruan Tarka, including Book, including the general of uh, the United uh, States of Earth, I can't remember what uh, they're called. Oh, you uh, General Ndoye? Uh, General Ndoye, and and she was amazing in this episode. And and here they are going, uh, this is a stupid side quest. No, we should not be wasting our time with the plot of this episode. Just no. And that's really interesting that you've got people in the episode saying what you guys are saying. Yeah. This one was padding. This one was packing peanuts. Yeah, this was a collection of B and C plots, Jake. I'm in. I'm inclined to give them this episode. Um, they haven't had any fillers this season. Okay, yeah, I I, I agree with you. But I feel like I'm in the minority when I say that. I feel like it was pretty much tight storytelling, except for today's. Today it was like, okay, well, bro. I have to I have to change my opinion now because Flobo and I are never allowed to agree. Yeah, we know. <laughs> what are we doing? Shows over, guys. Where am I? My co-host Josh has said the only reason he has me and Flobo on together is so that so that 
Bobo and I can argue, but look at me. I have a Halo tonight, so, you know. <laughs> Nicely wow. done, by the way. Let's talk about side quests upon side quests. You see, you got Tarka and Book with a harebrained scheme to go on to this simulated blind spot so Zora won't see it. You right. know, it does feel like that stage play with half of the one scene and talking about things that are happening off stage <laughs> a lot. But the idea there, John, was them to have reverse diehard, reverse heist film. <laughs> were you on board? Would you think it was the craziest idea that Tarka had? Where were we on that one? I, you know, I do feel um, I do feel like we're in that tension period where you're pulling the string back on the bow. Jake, you've aimed a bow and arrow at a wild boar, I think. Uh, I've 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 aimed a I've aimed a bow and arrow at something. <laughs> okay, it was a squirrel. talk about it. We get it. <laughs> it, it. It was a squirrel as a child, and the bow and arrow was the stick and a and a shoelace. But I, I yeah, I get the point. That tension that tension that we're dealing with in pretty much the last half of this season. Uh, they keep wanting to build that and build that. I, I like the human element and the fact that they do the heist, you know, to uh, sneak the little doohickey to put it on the wall so that now they can hide their ship on the discovery while discovery gets inside the, okay. I'm, I, I already can't remember. Is it called the hyper bubble or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. hyperspace bubble they have yeah. uh that uh, species 10C is uh inside. Right. Um so I get I get that there it's a lot of setup, but yeah. the human element is you've got these forces that are going against each other uh within discovery and just alongside discovery in the case of books ships. And that's interesting. I find yeah. that, that tension very interesting. So Jake, it's the first time you're on uh Cabana's log this season, this whole storyline with book and Tarka, are you on board? Is it kind of like too much? Is it not enough for you? Where do you land on this? It's I'm biased because I've never really liked the character of Cleveland Booker. I forget his name. Uh... <laughs> you don't like discount Idris Elba? I mean, he has a little accent. He's kind of attractive. Yeah. Why not? It never gets old. <laughs> Why not? But no, I I just... What is it with Michael Burnham and getting with whiny men? I mean, oh, have you seen I... Outer Space? The, the pickings are slim, honey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, everything she does, everything, every relationship she has is with a whiny man that is constantly going to cause her trouble i don't yeah. see whiny i don't see whiny oh, i do see, whiny. see tortured i do see uh, you know constantly oh, no. depressed let's go back to the half klingon and talk about whiny ash oh yeah, yeah well ash. so when you say whiny though i mean booker's planet was blown to smithereens <laughs> jake i mean how, well, how often was he there <laughs> How often was he there? So uh, hold on. If, so if a giant geyser just like envelopes the middle states of America, you're gonna be like, ah, whatever. I flew over it once. That's I'll terrible. get over it. That's terrible. Well, I mean, there has been situations where I've said, you know, oh well. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, all right. But, no, I mean, we know you have say la vide once yes. or twice in your day. That is true. Yeah. But it's A disaster like that isn't a reason to completely lose your 
noggin. Well, I would be inclined I think, to agree. I think at this point, Burnham just needs to just needs to beat him over the over the noggin with something, possibly a gigantic duranium strut. I, you know, this whole season's been about what would you do for your family, but not for Jake. Get over it. <laughs> Let's go back to another planet. No, I'm just saying. Look, I go back to Green Lantern when Cyber Superman blew up Close City. Your hometown's gone. You want to be able to fight for that, right? And your family. Not whining at all. I'll give you the ash. Ash was definitely like, you know, like molested and possessed, but he sounded more whiny <laughs> than Book. But Book has gone through his planet was gone. I mean, we're, we're that really is the thing that they try to stress over and over yeah. again. Can you imagine your home planet, your actual home planet? You can yeah. never go home. Can you imagine it being taken from you? And no, we can't imagine that because the Federation is pretty much centered around Earth for most of its existence. So to us, it's always the home team, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. We, well, we had the whale probe. Yeah. Oh, the whales, yeah. Classic Dead reference. Twice with the board. I mean, Earth is different. Earth has problems. Uh, I mean, we yeah, Earth has been attacked. That's absolutely true. But it, oh, if it was taken away. Everybody forgets the Zindi probe. Yeah, Eric needs to get over it. Uh, but we'll but, check oh, out yeah. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, where can I get my overpriced drinks? Um, so one of the things about their plan, though, even though uh, it was a little bit kind of a harebrained scheme, is that yeah, General Doe is actually on board by the end of it, which I didn't think was going to happen there, John. Well, she, uh, yeah. she was on board at the council meeting. Correct. Correct. Right, right where they were raising their hands, and then the computer was going, "You raised your hand." True, yeah. but she was going to stab Book for a bit. No, she was like, "Hey, I'm going to stab you. Give me one reason why I shouldn't stab you." He was like, "I have an idea." He goes, "Okay, I'm not stabbing you, right?" Wasn't that but cool you gotta, though, General Packin? That was cool. You got to respect yeah. a diplomat that shows up to a first contact with a with a hidden knife, ready to stab somebody. She's a general. It makes been to Earth. Yeah, yeah. She, is, she is a totally exemplifies everything this planet is about right now. <laughs> And she's Imagine. taking no foolishness. That's the nope. thing that I loved about her. <laughs> My she sword is actually ceremonial. <laughs> what, I, actually, I wanted to ask you about that, Flobo. When she was, like, given the look to everybody, because she was not happy about this mission going on down to the planet, mm -hmm. I was just like, does that cut right to your very heart? Because it does for me. I see a disappointed woman look at me like that. That Boom, that gets me. Nah, I, I, go ahead, Flobo. I thought it was going to be a heel turn. Like, you don't tell Earth no. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a weird thing where, like, Earth has been, like, the id here. So I, I thought she'd be sad in that moment. And I was mm -hmm. thinking she would have her own plan. I didn't expect the whole Tarka Booker thing and them dovetailing. That was something that came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I mean, when she gave that look, it was it, it was like I was expecting the, uh, uh, the uh, low blow kick from MJF on CM Punk last night. <laughs> wrestling references on this show unheard of. but i will i will i will say that you know i the look itself didn't really affect me because for 40 years i i've been getting that disappointed look from women so wow i mean if you've been more sensitive about planet exploding maybe they might come around to you jake <laughs> you <know? laughs> or just not be fat and bald no, I'm fat and bald. It works all the time. Uh, people love to call me teddy bear. Uh, well, also, speaking of people that we love to see, Jet Reno makes an appearance and basically yeah. was like, 
the 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 common thread through all these storylines here, eventually having the last minute gotcha, no offense, spoiler alert, Jake, is getting there involved in Tarka and Book's plan. So uh, uh John, two questions. One, glad to see Janet Reno back. Do you agree? Oh, and two, she had a lot to do this week. Uh, you know, isn't it interesting? We have been exposed to uh so many different kinds of relationships and such a diverse uh a group of people. And uh, one of the key relationships that happened in this episode was uh, uh, Tal, Adira, Adira Tal, yep. and Jet Reno sit down and have a conversation. And a lot of it ends up being about Detmer, which is hilarious because I'm sitting here going, wait, am I watching that lesbian show that was on Showtime? It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a whole different this is lesbian talk, man. This term. I, I, I was so is. disappointed with that. Uh, you the whole... friends? No. What's that, What's that Jake? So, you mean friends? No, no. I'm disappointed with friends. Oh. No. Oh, oh, I completely <laughs> misread that, that show. show oh, no, no, no. He's talking about that. Okay. No, I, I'm saying is I, I do not like that for a bunch of reasons. But let's, let's get into it. Adira Tall is adorkable. We get it. But the last person she admired is no longer on the show. So I'm like, well, ah. you're Myron Dedmer. Is this the end of our helmsman? Helms person? Did you get that far, Jake? Um, where I stopped was when they all turned off their suit filters. Okay. And uh, touched that. Uh, I, I guess I want to call it either a cocoon or a cryo chamber or something. Okay, they literally say it's a, it's a cocoon. Uh, I was thinking out loud all day. It was fun to say it. But back <laughs> to Jet real quick before we move on to that. That was our A plot this week. Uh, it's always cool to have Jet Reno there. I didn't realize what division she was in, and I saw her uniform. Okay, uh, uh, yellow, great. Uh, but yes, I did feel like she was kind of the voice of reason throughout everything, and she seems to be more witty than most of our bridge to figure out that it was a distraction there, to figure out Adira's distracted. I think I want more Reno. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Leo Genesek brings it up. Yes, the show was called The L Word. It wasn't um, Friends, Jake. I am not complaining. I'm just saying it's so interesting the connections that are made that haven't been made uh, in four seasons. Like, oh, we haven't seen Jet and Adira sit down and talk. And uh, and it is, you know, it's layered in a lot of ways. Uh, I do love her on the show because as much as any of us as comedians, as show hosts, we, we love Tig Notaro because she's very funny. She's yes. a great comic. Um, but she's also a really great character on this show because with as much pearl clutching and white knuckling as everyone does, she's just always like, I don't know, man, this is just stupid. Can we just get past the stupid part? Yeah. Just be practical. And she's an engineer too. So she's just all into like, Look, just fix it. Fix it. Just be practical. Well, I consider Reno to actually be the chief engineer on Discovery. Because Stamets is not an engineer. He's he's science division. So I, I agree you know, that's an, Oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's and cool. Reno is one of those kind of characters. She's gonna bust people's chops, but if something's going on on her ship, she's gonna find out. I, I, I'm so glad that uh, when we were re-watching some episodes, we re-watched the episode Flobo uh, here on Commander's Log where we meet Reno because yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's such a great reminder of like she stayed to save lives. Mm -hmm. 
on, on her ship. She put herself in tremendous danger because she cares about her crew. And she's like, they're my crew. Why would I not sacrifice everything? Absolutely. And that's Starfleet, baby. That is what Starfleet's all about. There were such cool things and moments that make you go, hey, look, this is Starfleet. This is Star Trek, which I really liked. It so happens it was like a very big bag, like a like chips. You know what I mean? Some good chips in there. It was a lot oh, yeah. of air uh, this week. It's not, <laughs> not so bad. Uh, it was week, Munchos. It was, it was, yeah, Munchos? Oh, whoa, dude. I was the Uts guy. But yeah, Munchos brought it hard. Brought it hard. Uh, they, that was a delicious chip, but you get like um, maybe one big one. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, like yeah. six little ones. You don't he get a lot tips. in the bag. He called him stress free. K says, "Yeah, Reno's going to help book some talker from effing everything up. Thank goodness, because he tried that to hide out nice. from Zoro. That'd be a whole problem altogether. That would be super yeah, that nice. that also tells you exactly how how much Tarkin feel uh, fears Zora that they went through all of that to hide Booker's ship. I would be oh, too. Man. What is Zora? Sorry, I'm not going into that. I know there are people too. They're sentient life. I'm just saying. Uh, ah, couple, couple couple quick hits before we get into our main plot of the week. Uh, Culber." Isn't okay, and we'll get to why he's not okay. But he comes around uh, and realizes towards the end with Michael that, hey, look, I've been holding in these things for a long time. Things are not really feeling quite right in the gut. And really realize this because growing up, we would drink a beverage called Mobby. Didn't know Puerto Ricans had it too, and it's called a Mobby. And it's the same similar beverage. Wow, culturism, guys. Anyway, John, uh, Cobra, <laughs> HR problem. Want some time off? What's going on? That's a good question. That's a good question. I do love that it has been uh, very consistent throughout the season that um, we have people who are not okay and they don't magically get better. Mm -hmm. And they work well, at it too, but they still don't magically yeah. get better. Well, and I think I think it's just a cumulative effect on Colbert at this point because he's been taking care of everyone, including, you know, trying to be a parental unit to uh adira yeah mm -hmm. and gray for that matter yeah and you know stamets tries but stamets not is very not good at that <laughs> i can relate i'm terrible with kids and and stamets being a genius is a, a a great balance too because he's really good at some things but he's got to really work at others and also can relate. Yeah. you got to love that that's a good story it's a good human story yeah, so I think, I mean, really, if I can put it into current day terms, I think Culber just has emotional burnout. Sure. I'm and, sorry, I was looking at the price of munchos. I mean, that's that <laughs> sure delicious. Just, and as ooh. Michael Burnham, Captain Michael Burnham herself says, how could you not? Yeah. He's like, I messed up. How could you not be? Like, we totally cut you that slack. I think all of us in fandom totally cut him that slack. Because let's face it, he's still a great presence. One of my favorite scenes. Hopefully, I'm not jumping too far ahead for you, Flobo. Jump all the way, baby. They're on the alien planet, and you're looking at everybody, and they're scared to death. And and he's there's a line of them, and he's in the foreground, and he's smiling. Yeah. And I love that. That's Culber. Because Culber's like, this is so cool. No human has, has ever seen this. This is so cool. He has worked himself up into being tied for the number three spot for, of my favorite Star Trek Doctors. Wow. Wait a minute. I what mean, are your top two? Yeah. My top two. McCoy. Uh, McCoy's yes. number one, right? Yes. McCoy's and, number one. And the Doctor uh, from Voyager? No. Oh. <gasps> 
I hate love the EMH. I hate Voyager. Well, you can hate Uh, the show, but you can still love Picardo. Yeah, and and, and those of you that are watching that want to nail me on it, you know, right right down here. (laughs) Go ahead. Tweet me and cuss me out. Go at him. Um, The uh, my number two is Flocks. Yeah, everybody's got a right to be wrong. Then my number three is Colbert tied with Bashir. Wait, hold on. Colbert tied with Bashir? I feel like they're so different. How can they be tied? Because Bashir got in there just because of how just momentous his arc was throughout all seven seasons of DS9. Okay. And Colbert has already really started like this whole arc that I think by the time Discovery is over, is going to be ridiculous. Uh, and somehow, and somehow, Flox is better than both these men. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Dude, bro, 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 what are you doing, bro? I'm Way happy Flox has a fan. I'm just happy. <laughs> that Flocks just can makes make me happy. Space inflate. Uh, okay, he's a cartoon. All right, props. He's like a big puffer uh, fish. Oh, uh, man. Okay, uh, but your least favorite doctor is Pulaski. Am I right? It's either Pulaski or it's the doctor from the cage. Oh, wow. Oh. That, that, that's like so... It, okay, whatever. I'm not going to argue with your kid. Well, luckily, luckily, they're not going to use him in Strange New Worlds. So it's going to be Dr. Mbega. Yeah. Okay. Very well, why, cool. why not? Uh, that you were saying, uh, John, before I get to the RA plot, my two quotes of the week. One comes from Jet Reno, who says, no one is always okay, kid. To Adira, and uh, one my new favorite character, Doctor Harai, is like whether they worry about tomorrow or not, it'll arrive the same. Which is actually a Christian scripture, Matthew six thirty four. If you guys believe that kind of stuff, so it's kind of weird. Uh, so okay, so let's talk about it. There's this whole planet that looks like there's a little bit of remnants of species ten C. Not sure why they have a letter designation here, but that's besides the point. Uh, because quote, well, uh, it's because the Federation uses a letter number system. Correct. Well, the, the board would just call them species 18743. That's the reason why. That's why I have you on the show. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, guys. So let me know in the comments below. All right. So, no, I'm kidding. That's probably Sounds right to me. Sounds right. Uh, I figure in, in the year 3000, they will have something beyond 10. Is my, well, and, 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 of, and of course, the, of course, the Klingons just call them uh, Atebach. Uh, wait, okay, you can speak right. Klingon too? What can't you do, bro? You know what? I, I, Plumbing. I'm oh. from. I'm from the 70s, so when I hear 10C, I just think of the band 10CC. Uh, what is this? I'll look this up. The I'm, things oh. we do for love. The things we oh, do for yeah. love. I just got you demonetized. Sorry. No. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thanks. I, I just, I, I've been, uh, John, I've been, I've been further back than that this week. I've been hitting Jim, Cro- I've been hitting Jim Croce all week nice i gotta agree with craig on there i actually have that uh in my notes uh the right stuff walk down the hall yes yeah. oh did you actually put yes in there i did so the, the this week's mission has them going to the planet uh, that includes dyson rings made of the dma material on the former gas giant plant that's right here was to me was the the grid science mystery of the week I was on board. It really felt epic. I kind of wish it was condensed there. Or what you've seen so far, Jack, walk me through this, man. You've heard people talk about what is at stake with the DMA, going down, taking the captain and the first officer and the helmsperson at the same dang time. Must have been risky. And the chief medical officer. 
Well, I thought Pollard was. Isn't Pollard chief medical uh, officer? Yeah, actually, that's the thing we we need to constantly remember about uh, Dr. Culber is he is not the chief medical officer. Oh, I he thought is he was. a medical officer. Uh, he's just really good. He's just yeah. really good. He's, like, he's like me. I'm really good at what I do, but I don't want a leadership position. Uh, there you go. There you go. I don't know. Do I say, yeah, bro? <laughs> you underachieved, bro. And, uh, take a leadership position. Why not? Um, but let me ask you this, man. Just thoughts about this. You have the DMAs that are approaching threat, 29 hours and counting, trying to figure out more about this species. Is it, when you are looking through this week's mystery, what was going through your mind? What do you think they were going to find when they touch down? Is that for me or John? That was for you, man. Okay. Um, I will say that like every single time since they found out that the DMA is going to hit Earth and Vulcan or or, or, or whatever they call it now. Right. It's still it's always going to be Vulcan. Navar. Yeah, it's always going to be Vulcan to me. Um, Whoa. Cut... That's racist, bro. <laughs> I, go by, I go by Star Trek Online canon and the Romulans have their own uh, their own new Homeworld on Daywa three. That is Do that they? is not that is that is memory beta, sir. <laughs> uh, actually, CBS says most of it's canon. Wow. But uh, I just keep waiting for you, you guys. Remember the old uh, 20, uh, 24 show on Fox? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, I'm waiting for that to pop up every time they switch scenes. And I, <laughs> that's a good point. Don't Where's stretch it out thing? anymore. Don't but, stress out clock. but but in, but instead of the boop boop, just hear Nora ca- uh, Zora counting down the seconds. <laughs> that would give I, her more talking time on this show. But I mean, I mean, it's it's of course it's a convenient plot device. Um, uh, I mean, as always, we all know that they'll save Earth and Vulcan because Starfleet always saves Earth and Vulcan. It's the future, it's the future. bro. You don't have to. <laughs> the bloop Quajon. Well, Quajon didn't matter. I'm saying losing Earth in the year 3000 isn't nearly as high of a stake as losing it in like the 23rd century or 24th century. In wrestling was... terms, Quajon was a jobber. Yes. <laughs> I hate <laughs> to say it. I hate to say it. I love Quajon. It's the druid yeah. planet. I love yeah. it. But come Qu- on, set up to <laughs> fail. Qu- set planet. up to fail. In in wrestling terms, Quajon is a jobber that dresses up the Green Green Lantern and just gets destroyed. There, I got you gotta my Green Lantern you gotta, in. You got to stop with that. Stop, stop. No, you know what? You're canceled. Uh, the the Super Six Suit was animated. Has a question. He says, "Why not go to the Dyson Ring?" This is my question. Why go to the trouble of even mentioning the rings and not going there? Well, because they're rings, they're not Dyson spheres. Which means there's not a whole lot of habitable space on those. So most likely they're just for power generation. A full Dyson sphere, like we saw in Next Gen, that when they found in the episode Relics where they found Scotty, right. uh, you can actually put an entire civilization on the inside of that sphere. Duh! You know that? He's got some knowledge. You didn't know that? You gotta give it up. Give I mean, it up to that man. Yeah, he spends a lot of time with his still, but he also knows Star Trek. <laughs> That was obvious. Okay, so they, they land in a planet, and it seems like totally the right stuff, right? Venture, swashbuckling. All you need now is a theme song from TOS. <laughs> but 
Turns out there's like emo dust all over this bitch, right? And there's like different emo emotion dust. based on what you touch. And it was Saru, the first one, to have that sense of fear. Let me ask you this, Captain. When Saru was freaking out, were you as scared as I was? He was regressing back to classic Saru? That blew my mind. And I, I didn't even know that it could happen to the other characters because we know that Saru's people were prey on his planet. They were not apex predators. Uh, and so was he, yeah, was he, was he falling back? Was he regressing? It was really scary and very, very well shot, very well portrayed. That was, that was really freaking me out. And the fact that it spread from him yeah, to Dr. Culber and then yeah. to Captain Burnham. Oh, Lord. That was a really good problem. Culber, can you put that comment back up? Uh, Leo Genesis said, Ring World is a Dyson Ring, Larry Niven. Well, yeah, but they can't do they can't do a Ring World. Well, I mean, not literally. No, they can't. Well, they, I mean, they can't do a Ring World because that would be taken away from the uh, the uh, hype for the new uh, Halo series. <laughs> yes, we can't cross IPs. Uh -uh. <laughs> I, by the way, every time you watch the promo for the new Halo series on Paramount Plus, are you like me? Do, are you just waiting for the uh, um? What is his name? Uh, Sergeant Master Sergeant Sergeant. Johnson, Master Chief, Master Chief. I oh, always okay. wait for Master Chief to turn around and go. This is the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's now the you know damn that. Mandalorian, man. It's the damn DeLorean. Yeah. So far, that's what I'm. I'm saying. just hoping they got somebody Lord. really good to play Johnson, because uh, he's uh, really the funniest character in that entire game series. Well, let's until he hope. dies. Let's hope you, spoilers old man, from... are 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 shaking at clouds. <laughs> spoilers for something that happened 15 years ago in the Halo games. <laughs> Spoiler to me, what if you suck and didn't play the, the first player campaign? Not the point of the episode, though. Um, so so uh, having that moment there, before we get to the nursery, having that moment there where, where Cobra tries to treat Saru and, and gets it as well, and that was that moment where Detmer did not get affected. And I was a little worried that Obshu didn't learn she was like a cyborg or something. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I, my my brain is. was going to different ways. Well, she She's enhanced, yes. But you know what I'm saying? A complete, like, like Arium was. Uh, my yeah. brain has gone so many different ways. That's why I think I'm disappointed with today's episode. Not because it was anything that was bad. It was just like there were so many cool things that could have gone in different directions that didn't. Anyone agree with that or no? Over my rocket. I can see what you're saying there. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Uh, I felt like we got just a little bit of a lot of things. And in some cases, that was okay. Like Detmer's story. I mean, yeah, it, it tells us about the character. But the character in, in her here and now is so interesting. I don't know why you had to go back to the parental, you know, her dad had uh, dementia or something, which is a horrible thing. I went through it, too. Um, but you know, we're, we're being told about it. We're not being shown. So there's some classic, not great writing and it's, it's luggage. And we know she has luggage. She's, she's, uh, on the razor's edge all the time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. And then when they met the, to the nursery area and they saw what they assume were the young and being cared for species 10 C, which I still think is a very low number. Did they reset that? No? Okay. Anyway, the, uh, they have, they care for their young. They're kind of like us. Seems to me it's going to be the opening to find some sort of peaceful resolution, but am I just a Pollyanna cabin? Am I just looking too good in the things? Um, I hope that, 
we get that answer soon. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was the thing. It's like yeah. she clearly has an eye implant. Yeah, uh, I one hundred percent agree with Craig. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a weird curveball. It, it was an unnecessary curveball. Uh, which ended up, I mean, I kind of like the thing um, where she says, you know, I guess all that PTSD therapy I've been doing really works. And that's great, actually, because people with PTSD do need to be encouraged to yes. do that work. And, and we know a lot of people who have Destigmatize it. mental health. And absolutely. And which is another great thing that Discovery does. Yeah. Dis Discovery takes but you through difficulties. It does not try to push season. them aside. Yeah. Yeah, I for one was uh, in for a I trip. Have, I have a misbehaving Tribble in the house tonight, so. Oh, aww. <laughs> trouble with Tribbles. Uh, they said that of these were actually caused by hydrocarbons, uh, or or they're equivalent to pheromones. Like I guess that's kind of a, a interchangeable term in this context. They only saw or experienced two out of fourteen. Prediction time. Is there going to be an element we're not going to see in place, or do you think this was totally ad hoc? It was kind of a thing. Because when Stamets is like, oh, yeah, we found so much data. This data is great. I didn't believe him. I felt like it would be disposable data. Like, we will forget about this next week. They haven't really done that this season, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Got yeah, it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, it's been a very cumulative uh, uh, you know, a lot of what we've seen and a lot of what we experience is important and it does stick with the story, which is one of the good things about telling a story very, very slowly. So that's okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. I mean, look, man, you've seen hieroglyphics, you know, even though the Rosetta stone exists, you still couldn't translate your own hieroglyphics. Right. right. So the difficulties are built in. It, it is a very, very difficult situation. And I did say this to you privately in an email, Flobo, and I will say it now publicly well, on well, our well, show. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, continue. Um, the, the thing that I'm counting on, and I hope I'm wrong, is Dr. Harai starts to talk to them, and they just kill his ass. Why? He's a good guy. Is it because his president got in his face about him being himself? You want to see him dead? Flobo, I like he's got him. less tech than I do. <laughs> and I like him for it because he makes no qualms. You, you I, get on to me for my lack of tact. Well, because I don't like you nearly as much as I like him. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the tact is a big deal, too, because let's face it, geniuses don't really have time for tact. That that happens a lot. So the fact that we meet Tarka and now uh, we meet Harai and we keep meeting these guys who are like, look, man, I'm just really full of myself. I'm an expert and I'm going to be a dick. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's kind of realistic in the world I mean, of I, science. I'm a guy who walks through my job site and if, it, if somebody's not pulling their weight, I go, come on, sissy. And that guy you has can't say that. Oh my did. God! No <laughs> sissy shaming, sir. This you is can't a say that. Show. <laughs> yeah. We can't say that. Flobo's never been on a construction site. That's in oh, my, I, that's my I have, but I don't live stream it to the internet when I'm on a construction <laughs> site. There, sir. Like I said, he's even worse than I am. You know what's weird? All three of the people on this show have been on a construction site. <laughs> yeah. He's worked for my dad's company. Yeah, but the, the only difference is, John, you two are smart enough to get off of it. <laughs> All right. 
So okay, let's talk about the lack of tact. I mean, the president really said, "Hey, man, you're you're a bit too rough around the edges." And I felt I couldn't tell what was going to be. It was supposed to be me to be more sympathetic to Rulick because then she probably ruins that by playing the man's wordle. Or is supposed to be understanding of how weird Harai is, but because if he is, there are a lot more eccentric characters on that ship. What do you think, Drake? President Relic needs needs to just shut her mouth because she's she because she's just as bad. Well, she kind of is. Yeah, she is. I she's mean, she's a, right. She's got a serious attitude problem. I mean, she is the tippy top, though. She represents the very, very yeah. top of the pyramid. So that's interesting that we have that on the ship. Well, and I and, and I get the fact that she's from two. She's three. a hybrid of two species. That three. Well, um, two two of the three is what I'm talking about. That are famous for having bad attitudes in the Cardassians and the Bajorans. Mm-hmm. Well. But she, oh, look, Vance was a jerk last season because he was a top. I get it. Why not? Vance was a, was a jerk last season because he didn't know anything about this the crew or because everything everything that was about them had been expunged from the record relic is just she's just a little full of herself especially with how she's talked to michael this season okay you're starting to write in the chat here <laughs> what, are, what are you what are you doing <laughs> this is a family show uh, <laughs> what's your name? My name is Captain Bro. It doesn't matter what your name is. That's exactly where I was about to go. Oh my goodness. Um, well, to me, just for my own reference, I like the fact that Adira did the Captain Pike reference of uh, yeah. a, a Dimmer fly good. That was pretty rad. Uh, that does it for me in my notes. Captain, let me ask you first any other thing you want to touch on this episode? Episode 11, season four, Rosetta. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adira Tal and Jet sitting down and talking is something I never knew I wouldn't love. I would love. Oh, I do love it. Uh, love it. General packing a knife. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you would. Yeah, man. It's probably dull. What's my, up, aunt, my aunt Damn. used to have a straight razor in her purse. Yes. Wow, Flobo. Because oh. there's a... What about that thing where they have, is it the blue dust? Because uh, my eyesight's not great. Um, uh, where, like, when they touched the blue dust, those hydrocarbons made them feel love, made them feel yeah. awesome. Oh, you and, mean on the uh, on, on the baby chambers? In the yes, baby. in the baby chambers. And and then um, Dr. Well, that's where Cooper, babies come from, Flobo. Didn't you know baby that? chambers, that sounds awful. Right. <laughs> Right before they're about to leave, Dr. Culber goes back over to that stuff and he's looking at it and Captain Burnham's looking at him looking at it. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to get a whole bunch of that. And, and like, it's a drug, isn't it? And they oh, actually wow. talked about that. They talked about like, I saw you. And he was like, I know, I know. It was so tempting. Dude, yeah. he almost became a junkie. That's the another storyline I want to see. Yeah, just don't tell the Ferengi about that place. Seriously, so, or or where the Latinum uh, people were. Don't tell. Oh yeah, don't that was a, about that. Yeah, man, that's oh, that's a life to live, man. Latinum and acquiring things, love it. But uh, Jake, man, before we get out of here, anything that we want to touch upon? It's just been a really good season. I agree. Agreed. Like mm -hmm. Discovery is a lot like TNG in the fact that it took a while for it to really hit its stride but i think once they hit the 31st century they they were past uh, as i've heard some people say they were past the uh, the onesie unitard phase 
<laughs> and she like Jorts will come back again soon enough, right? It's a big fashion circle. Uh, I, I do I do love that they went to the future. I absolutely agree. That was one of the, the greatest parts of this show. To get us to uh the new life forms and new civilizations, you know, to get us past everything we already know. Yeah. Uh, the Captain Pike series will be very interesting on its own, but this one has its own space, its own time. I really love that. I'm really um, hoping we get some Klingons in uh, Captain in, in Strange New Worlds because I've been really disappointed in the lack of Klingons in the 31st century seasons of Discovery and uh, in uh, Picard. Yeah, we we talk about that a bit. It is strange it's, that there there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, Hey, I'm on a group on Facebook called Glory to Gowron Memes. So, yes, you are. That's where the memes come from. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, it's about time to get out of here. Uh, if you guys are watching live on YouTube, congratulations. You got a bonus episode. John Weber, the captain himself, will be heading over to Weber Internet Thingy to discuss the Picard season two premiere because Picard is now a robot. Looks like a 95 year old man. Whatever, man. I don't ask questions. It'll be available live. If you're on the audio version, make sure you search for Weber Internet Thingy on that YouTube. Jake Giles, man, always great to have on the show. I say it to your face on air because I got to make myself look up some kind of civilized individual. But if anyone want to hang out with you after this, how to go about doing that? Because it won't be me. Now say that again because I got hung up on you being Gil Beto there. <laughs> Social media, sir. Uh, CWJ host on Twitter. Um, Mag, uh, Mags and Sawyer on uh, Instagram. That's mainly the dogs. I don't use mine anymore. Oh, man. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at now. Um, don't go to the Elder Millennials Facebook page. We haven't done anything with it in like almost a year now. It's what happens when you're, that's what happens when your co-host decides he wants to go get an MBA. Oh. 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 That would be me. Uh, we Cole talked about I both told him he was crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, dude, after a certain age, your brain stops working. Not to say that you can't learn stuff, it's like I have no patience to learn stuff over a period of six months at a time. Tell me about it. I, I turned 40 this year, and that's that's been the same for five years for me. <laughs> uh, John, personally, if I want to connect with you online personally, how do I go about doing that? You can hit me up at Starbase 80. Uh, I'm on Facebook, John Weber. And you can find us over at the Starbase 80 Facebook page or the Weber Internet thingy page. They are both good. All right. Got time to get out of here, man. We'll see you next week. We talk about episode 12 of season four. Gotta do it, but you know the deal. Until next time, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs>